0: Okay, so we are back again, just like I said that I would be. This is Lease Winnie for another episode of Millennials Anonymous. Today, we are going to talk about a couple of topics and you're probably going to be like, okay, well, the first topic that happened last week, right? Like, what are you talking about? Like, they won last week. I know this is post, like I've already had this conversation. It is after the fact, but we're going to talk about it because Drake apparently must be on the team since Steph Curry is calling him and congratulating him on the win I I'm not sure about that and then we also want to talk about dating someone who is a lot younger than you and what it means so this isn't going to be my opinion no one else's it's just going to be my opinion because we've seen recently like with Wendy Williams she's just recently got out of this relationship and it looks like she's dating somebody who's half her age. So we'll talk about it and what that means or what I believe that it means. It doesn't necessarily have to be your opinion on it, but I can talk about what I believe. And then we are going to talk also about the interview of when they see us now. So it's not the actual series about when they see us, which is the story of the five young men who were given the title of the Central Park Five, who have now been exonerated. And they went back and they talked to the actors. And then they also talked to the real uh, five young men that were exonerated for the crime or the rape and the assault of the young woman in New York Central Park. But we'll talk about that as well. But we're going to get moving because we got a lot to talk about today. So, we're going to talk a little bit about the final series. So, I'm not going to dig super deep into it, but we're going to talk a little bit about it. So... If you haven't watched yet, which is unfortunate, I don't know why you would save the final series, but Toronto won. Yay. So if you didn't know the Toronto Raptors won, I don't know what this means. Like, do they get invited to the White House or do they go to 24 Sussex Avenue in in Canada with the Prime Minister Justin? I I don't know. It's like the Olympics because really it's another country. So another country won our championship so that should be interesting to see how that works but anyway uh so they won congratulations it's the first in their franchise history that they've ever won a championship so congratulations yay now one of the things that i didn't know is that drake apparently is an unofficial member or coach of their team uh he has been very vocal on the sidelines he actually was banned from the games in uh you know golden state i believe it's oakland which is interesting that he was banned but it's it seems like their reports say stating that they re- required him or they asked him not to attend because he was just heckling I guess a little bit too much with the players and he was just doing the most and so uh, apparently he thinks that he's an, an active member of the team I mean they're all these running jokes and you see that you know I don't know you see all these jokes about him being a coach or him being on the team and uh, yeah my phone went off and I was like what is it Uh, what is it it's actually um another thing that has nothing to do with this so we'll talk about it later but what I noticed is that he is literally everywhere and he has the respect of the players because if I'm not mistaken I remember seeing um an article that Steph Curry actually you know called drake and congratulated him on winning now what we're not gonna do is pretend just because you have money somehow you have an advantage privilege over the rest of us because drake although he has a lot more money and, and of course a lot more fame well i don't have any fame but he has fame i'm also just a fan not of the raptors but a fan so it really you know would be the equivalent of let's say i'm i'm a big ravens fan it would be the equivalent of of let's say the Ravens beat pick anyone any team I don't know any random t- random team that's in the NFC. Let's just say for the heck of it, the New York Giants, since we did beat the New York Giants in Super Bowl back in 2001 so let's say we we beat the new york giants right and that would be the equivalent of michael strahan calling me and congratulating me on a win like i didn't put in no work I didn't come up to no practices. I I didn't see Drake dribbling no balls. I didn't see him, you know, there. He wasn't, you know, on the court. I didn't see no threes from him. I'm going to need for people to not congratulate him on a win that he had nothing to do with. So let's just put that out there. When Drake is a fan, he is not a player, okay? So let's just nip that in the butt because we don't need other celebrities being and doing the most. Like, he's doing the most. Now, whether or not the curse is broken... I don't know maybe I maybe it's broke I, I don't know if he really you know I don't believe in the actual curses but just being in the art of saying that and being funny I think it's broken let's just say it's broke but if he goes to another game or whatever and they lose then it's back on but for now we're just gonna say that it's broken his little curse is broke however I think because he was wearing the other team's jerseys that he gave them the curse um, you know, because if it wasn't for Durant going down and Clay Thompson going down, and they had a couple other people that were injured, if it wasn't for that, I don't think the Raptors would have won. To be totally honest with you, and and I was tired of seeing Golden State win. Like I knew after the Bucks lost, I knew that the Golden State was going to win. Like in my mind, it was just like. Oh, Luckily, somebody else won, but I don't know if they necessarily were the stronger team. I think it's just that they had a banged up Golden State. Speaking of Golden State, they're still an amazing team. Whether or not they will continue to be a dynasty, I don't know. I think a lot of the players that are on that team are going to leave. They have a lot of free agents, of course, like Kevin Durant, who tore his ACL, which is unfortunate. I think in the situation with Kevin Durant... He came back in the game, and this is just my opinion, like I said, I have not talked to him. My opinion is because I think he felt he had something to prove. I don't think it was as much as his teammates saying, hey man, we need you, as if it was him having something to prove. Like, you know, he, he left the thunder and then it was this oh you're going to leave the thunder to go to a team that's already stacked with all stars like what is that like your your um, championship really doesn't mean anything because you already joined a championship team and i think he had something to prove and he was trying to prove that he is that leader He can really take hold, even though that's Clay. That's not Clay Thompson. That's Steph Curry's team. It will always be Steph Curry's team until he leaves. But I think he was trying to step up and show that this could be his team. He could command the team and be that leader that the team needed, and that he could come back and show that sacrifice because he did leave the Oklahoma Thunder and went to an All Star team. Now it didn't work out well. You cannot sacrifice yourself above, you know, for other people above all else. You can't do that. And you know they played a long time like Golden State they have been in the championship what four years or something like that the finals they played longer than most other players like most other players at some point get a break and they're playing at a high level constantly for a really long time for years and years in a row so eventually your body's gonna give out right. Especially when you play at such a high level And I feel like they all have an amazing work ethic Over there So I think that's what it is Because you can only be at the top But for so long Eventually somebody else is going to come Bigger, shinier, better Especially in sports It's just how it is Especially when you're aging They're not old But in the sense of sports They're in their 30s Or nearing 30s And that's usually around the time When people start saying You're getting a little older In sports world So Mm, we'll see. I mean, I still think that they're a really good team, but we'll see what happens. And like I said, it's unfortunate with Kevin Durant because he's going to lose money. Golden State is going to lose money if they decide they want to. You know, if Everybody's losing money. Um, even though it's not, it's not necessarily about money. Um, but he is going to lose money because he tore his ACL. That's a really big injury. And as an athlete, you could be out for a very long time, depending on, you know, how fast you recover, how fast you heal. And then he's re-injuring himself. So I don't know. It's really tricky. So it's really tricky. It's a, it's a tricky situation um, with him re-injuring himself. With Clay Thompson, I think there's just an unfortunate injury. Like I said, they would have been playing at such a high level for so long that he sometimes, you know, these things happen. It's just very unfortunate, and also unfortunate for him because he's also going into free agency. So he's also, same thing, going to lose money. It, it's just, it's very unfortunate. But they all seem to be amazing people and team players. And for those of people that talk bad about Kevin Durant, he does a lot. He's from PG County in Maryland I'm from Baltimore Maryland and so he gives a lot of money to PG County schools and programs and he does a lot now they may have a contract and you know they're what they sign I don't know if they do I know the NFL does but I don't know if they do but he still gives a lot of money and he does a lot for the community in PG County and other places and so he seems to be a really good guy he seems to be a really good family guy he just seems to be a really good guy so I just wish him the best I hope he recovers and he's able to get you know to whatever team he needs to be whether he stays with golden state or wherever he wants to end up with that being said same thing with clay thompson i wish him a speedy fast recovery with that said now we're gonna move on to a different topic so we're gonna talk about relationships so i i mentioned wendy williams but this is less about wendy williams she's just more like an example so basically she's Going through a divorce, I was going to say recently divorced, going through a divorce with her husband who is around her age, and she is dating a guy who's half her age. Now, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think as long as a person is legal, don't do an R. Kelly on us, but as long as a person is legal. And you want to date around and have some fun and try something you ain't did in a long time and all that type of stuff and run around and have all this pretend energy that you really don't have. Go do it. By all means, do you boo boo. For me personally, I just think that as a long term date, it could be problematic because I think it's something in being generational together, even if you're not the same age, but being in the same generation. It's something about that. Like you can relate to one another to be able to. Have those conversations, like you know, it's just something about that. But with you know, and I also think that you age when you age. There's certain things that you experience. So as a younger person, you would want to be out in a club and doing all that and running around, and that's how you live and find out life, and that's how you experience and that's how you learn. And I can't stop you from learning. So go, you know, you you gotta let the people learn. But if you're older and you don't want to do that, it's fun for a while. But that's like me i mean i go out occasionally but i don't want to go to the club every day i don't want to go to the bar every day like it's that's a lot so i was like i just mm-mm, mm-mm. you only got me a little bit you you i mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. it's hot the drinks is overpriced people bumping into you it, depending on where you're from where i'm from you something always happening something going down somebody fighting it's too much. Like I'm not running. I'm not dipping from nobody. I don't want to get bumped into. Apparently the thing now is people just grab you. Like I I just can't live that life no more. Like it's just not for me and I'm not doing it. So that's why if I did, I'm married. But if I was single, I don't think I could date somebody who was super, super duper young unless it was like a one-time thing because I just, I can't, I I wanted to do it when I was younger because i had never lived it. But now that I lived it, I just, it's not for me like I've been there done that it's I'm done with that now so with that being said do you whatever makes you feel good I think with her being in such a long-term relationship she's just trying to kind of feel her way out I don't think she'll stay with him for a long time who knows but I don't think so I think this is just something to do and somebody to be with but I think that this is not what she wants. She's just dating. She's probably dating lots of people. We just so happened to see her with this one person, but she's probably dating lots of people. And if you are an older person, you want to date a younger person, you do that. You do you, whatever makes you feel good. And you never know. Whatever clicks, if you click in with people, click with them. I don't care. You do you. As long as they legal, I don't care. Do you. Do you. And they're not my kids when they get older. As long as they ain't my kids, and you do you. So let's talk a little bit about the interview When They See Us Now, who it was executive produced by Oprah and I believe Ava DuVernay. I'm not sure. I know that she was there, of course, being interviewed by Oprah. Oprah was the interviewer. Um, they had all the actors there. I think that, you know, all of them did an amazing job. I love Nisi Nash's performance, and it was like, you know, of course, like a mind blow because if you I know Nishi nishi Nash from Reno 911 and all of those other comedies that she's soul man and all this other comedies that she's been in so to see her in a role like this was like a mind blow and she's an amazing actress she embodied the mother of Corey wise and I don't remember his name I feel bad but the actor that played Corey wise in the movie as an adult and as a, a child was amazing he told that story and he showed the pain and he showed the hurt and the struggle I think better than anyone and you really got a sense of the injustice that was played on these young men and with this interview it's it it does talk about the series a little bit but it's mostly um about like half of it is about the movie itself and how the actors felt And then the other half actually talks to... The exonerated five which you know this should be what they are called because they are not the central park five that was a term that was given to them it is a label it is a, has a negative connotation and after watching this interview now you know i see why and i've also watched an interview with Corey wise who says that he does not like if you know if something has the name central park five he doesn't want to be a part of it because he doesn't want to be lumped it together because he said they were not friends they didn't even really know each other Except for him and Youssef, but the rest of them, he didn't really know them. So and they didn't experience what he experienced, which is something that I learned when watching this interview. So, you know, when Raymond first approached, you know, Ava DuVernay, who is the the director, writer, and she did a whole a lot of other things on the series, he asked her, you know, to one make the series or movie, and then two, he said that. Corey's story is different and it should be told different and I think that's why his was last and it had the biggest impact on everyone um every I mean all of the the stories were equally as heartbreaking and as wrenching and as eye-opening but I think that Corey Wise's story was the most devastating and being able to watch it you see the trauma unfold and you also see how compensation doesn't end trauma and they said that all five of them said that they said you know the compensation although it helped you know with paying bills and stuff like that it didn't stop the trauma i think out of everyone even though i feel like Corey, and maybe it's because he was not as vocal he seemed like he had been through the most But I, from watching the interview, and it might be because his mother recently passed away, and McRae seemed to be struggling the most with the trauma. And I think this shows you about perspective, because we can't live for anybody else. So sometimes I see people say, "Oh, I wouldn't have acted like that. I wouldn't have seen that. I was like, but you can't live life through somebody else's lens, right? So everybody's perspective is different. And his perspective was so different, you know, of what he went through and I could only I couldn't have been him you know to be I think he was 14 or 15 years old and to be put in a prison system for something you didn't do therefore not only did his father leave you know and for whatever reason his father left we will never know because his father passed away but his father left and then you know he so he had the abandonment and then he had the loss of security he says these are young kids you know you're you're a teenager teenagers don't think things through fully and then one day you're a teenager the next day you are an adult and so he lost he had abandonment loss of security and then now he has a loss of trust because you're also taught to trust the police and the police are the ones that put you in jail and you know kind of coerced you into signing something you didn't even know what you were signing loss of trust and to be put in the prison system because Oprah asked and I don't know why you would ask this question I felt like it was kind of inappropriate but she asked how did you survive in prison and he said I got more aggressive and that is the complete opposite of what prison is supposed to do. It is not supposed to take someone who was not aggressive and make them aggressive or more aggressive. That is the complete opposite of what prison is supposed to do. Isn't it supposed to reform? And the sad part about that is he didn't even do it. He was innocent. He didn't have a choice. But to embody that anger, you can see it in his face. And it probably could be also that his mom recently passed away and he felt alone. Although he has six kids and a wife, but no one else was there with his perspective of what happened to him but his mother. She was there with him through and through. She came to visit him. She was there with him. Although him and Raymond seem to be very close, it's a lot different when you live your own story. And now she's gone. So he feels those new feelings of abandonment and alone, and to watch the pain on his face is a lot, you know, to watch the pain on all their faces is, it's a lot, and to be in a situation where you would never think that I would be accused of something that I didn't do, and then be accused of something that you didn't do is a lot. I think it shows a lot about One, the media, how important the media is because the media took this story and it made it into something that it wasn't because it just took the words of pretty much the prosecutors and the police and it just fit the narrative because there were so many things going on in New York City and that's why the media is so important. So if you're getting into the news media, it is so important for you to tell the truth and be a truth teller. If you're going to be a journalist, get rid of the bias and just tell the news. Because that's not what happened in this case. And there was already, they were already tried in the court of public opinions before this even happened. It's a sad thing to see, you know, how trauma impacts. And I think especially for men that they hold it in, because you can see, you know, with Corey and and Anchor, there's a lot of trauma still there that hasn't been really dealt with. And he even mentioned, you know, my wife wants me to go to therapy and I, I just won't go talking about Ancon McCrae. And it's like, it's a lot of pain there, you know, and it needs to be that it's okay to go talk to somebody. If you need to talk to somebody, go talk to somebody that is quite all right. If you don't feel okay, that's why you're going to go talk to somebody. so they will be able to help change the system and I think even the movie itself will be able to change the system because I think for in their cases they were innocent right and they were wrongfully accused so in not judging people based off of description hopefully this will make people check their biases at least why are you doing this why this narrative is the hope right But I think that they'll also be able to help with people who maybe did do something and they're coming out because now people will look at how, because one of the biggest things I took from it, because you know that being inside prison is not fun and it should not be that way. And they should not treat people as, you know, less than, than human. Like they mentioned, even in the interview, the part where the air conditioning was broke, which actually happened in New York not too long ago. But, um, you know, things like that. And it's just a rough, rough road. But for me, the biggest part that was eye-opening was, of course, the what happened to Corey inside. But for the other individuals, it was what happened outside. And the reaction of how they were trying to cope on the outside was the most eye-opening. And I think that they'll be a big part of that as well. And in changing how, because they just let them go. Like, it, that was just it. And, you know, you're just out on the street and it's like oh well oh well you know and one of the only things you can't get back you know for them in their cases since they were innocent was time and that was something that they mentioned time and time again it was like we can't get those years back we can't get that time back So all the time that they spent away from their family, all the time they spent away from their friends, all the time that they wasted young, just gone. And to not have as much as an apology, that's a lot. And so, you know, one of the things that was mentioned in the interview is that we, hopefully what this will do is change the system. So, you know, changing... um, how people are, you know, the police react to the community And, you know, making sure that people who are innocent don't get convicted and don't get sent to prison for years and years and years for something that they didn't do, making sure that, you know, there's more ethics and people making sure that there's more ethics and using the standards of law and not your own personal bias and opinion in order to try people because it's not how that is supposed to work, making sure that You know, they're not doing things that are illegal to make sure that they get their prosecution rate up or they fill prisons. So there's a lot of things that we can do. Also electing and making sure that the people you elect want prison reform, you know, and they want to make sure that the sentences match the crimes that are committed and making sure that police are held accountable if they do something that they should not do. So all of those things that we have the rights to do. So I hope if you watch the film, you will now not only understand and maybe check your own bias or check your own opinions and the way you view things, but also make some progress forward to help someone else. So, you know, if you are in, you know, own your own business or in HR, maybe think twice about hiring somebody who is re-entry, you know? Or, you know, if you are now voting, making sure that for the first time you're looking to see what people's records are and if they approve of criminal justice reform, which was a bipartisan bill So check and see, you know, these are just little things that you can do in order to make sure that there is change that happens. And if you're a part of an organization, make sure you see if you can reach out in some way to to grab people one before they get into the system and if they do get in make sure that they're not going back which is you know there's a lot a high rate of people who once they've been in because they train you to go back you know creating more aggressive people people who can't adjust in the world making sure it's harder for you to get a job making sure it's harder for you to adapt and you don't have anywhere else to go but back Because you get somewhere to be and some food and they just train you to go back. And so if we create more opportunities and programs, hopefully we can stop that from happening. But it's an amazing film and like I said, you know, with making sure that people get what they need on the way out doesn't necessarily apply in this case because they were all innocent. And like I said, hopefully we can make sure that that does not happen to anyone else and that, you know, they are following the law. If you get pulled over, you are the police officers and the prosecutors. They are following the law And they are treating you with respect and they're actually listening to what you're saying. And if you said you didn't do it, by golly, wow, you know. But with that being said, this has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous. If you need to reach me, if you want to be a part of the podcast for us, An episode or something that you're doing. Just send an email to Lisa at LisaWinnie.com. And next week we're going to have a guest on. So we're going to be talking to P.K. Kersey. He is the founding executive director of That Suit You in New York. He is an amazing guy. He's done a lot of things. He's been on like the Steve Harvey show. He has two books that he's written. And so we're going to be talking about how to improve the outcomes for young black men in the African American community or low income communities and how we can engage so it should be an interesting topic to see what we can do and like I said he's amazing so please stay tuned and if you want to be on the podcast definitely let me know bye that's why you know so we have to understand as a community that we have to make it okay If you've gone through something, recognize that. We have so many people walking around and thinking you can only get PTSD in the military or if you've been in battle. No, no, no. You can get it from a traumatic experience. Go talk to somebody if you don't feel right. If you don't feel well, go talk to somebody. And it just it's so heartbreaking to see it. That he's trying so hard, but he cannot get over this trauma. Trauma just doesn't go away. Time doesn't heal trauma. It really doesn't. Working through it heals it. Realizing the pain and accepting the pain and allowing yourself to go through the pain is what is going to change it. And it's such an unfortunate thing that too many people go through this. And their story is unimaginable because of the whole... First of all, it was... Made into this big spectacle. They, you know, they were painted to be something that they weren't. They had to go through something that they shouldn't have ever been going through. Like, it was a lot. And I don't know if this interview should have been had right now. I think that this interview should have been had later I think like I said Ankle just lost his mother um I think that some of them still have a lot to work through and I don't think they're quite ready yet to really talk about it although Ava DuRene, who's the director and writer on the series mentioned like hopefully this will make it where you don't have to keep retelling your story you know, because that's another thing to keep reopening that band aid, and keep telling the story and have people well, tell me about that and tell me and tell me and tell. So hopefully this does help, but I think that they still need to work through some things and maybe not talking about the past, but I think talking about the future, talking about the now, talking about how they feel now needs to be something that they need to see. And I think, actually talking more about the impact because they are going to have a lot of impact on the criminal justice system and hopefully, you know, for making it better. But seeing that is what is going to change. It's, It's what's going to change it and having them be a part of that.